0: yeah I've never read it so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's obviously not true <laughs>
1: all
2: right other things on chapter 27 before we move ahead to chapter 28 Cameron I can't remember if it was
3: said but how did Luke get on the boat what well, was he like cruising
2: with him or was he <laughs> 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 what are you doing I assume he just accompanied <laughs> Paul probably paid the fare just so he could be with Paul that's what I assume I don't know that for sure and you yeah. gotta take the time And Luke could come back with him on the third journey as one of those that's people right. carrying money Ooh, probably so at least he was good. other questions all right, chapter 28, verses 1
4: to 10. Now when they had escaped, they they then found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled the fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw that the creature saw the creature hanging from his hand they said to one another no doubt this man is a murderer whom through he has escaped the sea yet justice does not allow to live but he shook off the creature in the fire and suffered no harm however they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead but after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm saw that no harm had come to him they changed their minds and said that he was a god in that region There was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, The rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary.
2: Okay, so uh, they find out they're on the island of Malta, and uh, this is a cold, rainy time, and what are they wanting? A fire. A fire to warm up with. And what do they need for the fire? Wood. Gather wood. And Paul rolls up his sleeves and helps, so to speak. He's got a bundle of sticks, lays them on the fire. But in the warmth of the fire, there's a snake in the sticks that revives and does what?
4: Latches
2: on his hand. Yeah. yeah, latches on to Paul's hand. And, uh... It looks to me like it's kind of like it didn't just bite him. It just sort of, you know, grabbed him and stayed on
1: him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and the, to say it's a viper means this was a poisonous snake. And so when when the natives, when the Ma- Maltese, I don't know, Maltians, uh, see this, what are they thinking? He did something bad. Yeah. He did something bad and... Yeah, and they tried to, you know, the gods or the fates or whatever, tried to kill him in the storm, and he escaped that. So now they're getting him with a snake. You know, he can't really escape them. What does Paul do with the snake? Shakes
4: it off
2: in the fire. Blake. Yeah, yes, shakes it off, goes in the fire. And what are they waiting to see happen? <laughs> he dropped dead. Yeah, he's all either going to swell up or drop dead or whatever. And they wait and they wait and they wait. And Paul's fine. They change their opinion. What do they think now?
0: Yeah,
2: he is Yes! <laughs> that remind you of anything in the book of Acts? When he went
4: from
2: a God to his... Something. Yeah, from when, when he went from God to stone in Lystra. Yeah. This is the reverse. <laughs> I think this is better, you know. Going up, but... Uh, <laughs> but isn't that amazing? You know, and that's just such an incredible thing. Look at the providence of God in these last, oh, what, three years that we've been covering of Paul's life. Paul was nearly lynched when Claudius Lysias rescued him. He was nearly ambushed by those 40 who had the vow not to eat. He was nearly drowned. He was nearly executed. And now he's nearly poisoned by a snake and he's fine and gets to Rome to preach. Who but God could have delivered Paul from all of that, and that's just in the last three years?
5: You know, if I were Paul, I wouldn't think anybody liked me.
2: <laughs> well, I think the Lord liked you if you survived all this. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. And, who ends up taking advantage or you know, helping themselves to Paul's, uh... abilities. multi Yeah. And particularly who? Yeah, this guy Publius, who's the leading guy on the island. His father's sick with fever and dysentery. And what does Paul do? Heals him. And everybody else on the island had diseases were coming and getting healed kind of reminds you that the true servant of the Lord is never off duty. You know, he's just temporarily shipwrecked on the island, but he's healing people and, and working with them and so forth. And uh, so everybody really respected them. You know, good visit here among the moth uh, people uh, until it's time for them to move on as it gets towards spring and it's safe to sail on the sea again. Comments and questions through verse 10. Cass.
4: You know, one thing I see here is that, uh, you know, I were bit by a snake, and I'm not too fond of snakes, but if I were <laughs> bit by a snake, I would be screaming and running around, you know, and if it was lashing my hand, I'd probably, like, get a stick or something, I don't know, but, I mean, to see that, you know, I wouldn't go and let it fall in the fire, I'd, I'd be, like, screaming and running around, but, I mean, you see that Paul knows that, you know, that he's going to be okay, and and I can't even
1: imagine what the people that are watching him are thinking. Because, I mean, you don't just see a guy get bit and shake it off, you know? I know. That is pretty wild. I get a little more frustrated when I get a paper cut, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, oh, Viper. <laughs> oh, well.
4: like,
5: I'm like, ow! Mm. I think it's a good lesson for us to see that even though he just went through all these things, that he gets busy right away. You know he's, you know he doesn't say, man, that was rough couple <laughs> weeks. I need a break.
2: Relax <laughs> <laughs> on this
5: island. You know, and take a vacation, he be, he's, he's working.
0: You know, he gets there and he's doing the Lord's work that's right it. away. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. It's funny how the uh, the false beliefs are so inconsistent the natives thought he was being punished by being bitten by the snake. Well then that means all these other sick people were also being punished yet it's okay to have interference from that punishment. Let's go make them well. <laughs> yes. So there, there's no
2: consistency. Mostly people aren't consistent in those views.
0: It's only punishment when it's somebody It's else. exactly right. <laughs> Same. You know, I think, I think there's a couple of, kind of
5: neat things about this chapter. One is that they call him a murderer, and technically, Paul is a murderer. Maybe not by his own hand. Maybe he didn't kill someone with his own hands, but indirectly, Paul is a murderer. And it's amazing to see that their accusation is right, but the fact that it will change them is what makes it. Difference. And I think yep. it's interesting as well, that same hand that was bitten and poisoned, which he should have died from, is the exact same hand he used in verse 8 to heal the people. So I think it's just an amazing picture of, you're exactly right. They were exactly right. This was a murderer, but he was the Lord's murderer, and he was the Lord changed. And because of who he had become through the Lord, the same hand that should have killed him was used to heal some of the other.
1: Good point. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the word dysentery mean?
2: Dysentery is like uh, disease in the stomach. Because, you I know, you've got yeah, bad food go. or contaminated. Okay. Drinking water or whatever. A okay. drink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, it, it, that'll give you uh, tonsillitis, not dysentery. <clears throat> do you have a different word in New American Standard says dysentery? No. Dysentery is oh, okay. what we go great word to learn to
2: spell it's not easy I just wanted to be air, the air I mean you know I mean a lot of times people go to foreign country and if you know food and water and things aren't you know up to some proper sanitation standards you know we'll get sick and mm-hmm. you know, get dysentery or whatever alright uh, anything else to verse 10 How about 11
5: to 16? And after three months, we set sail on a ship that had wintered in the island, a ship of Alexandria with the twin gods as a figurehead. Putting it at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days. And from there, we made a circuit and arrived at uh, Re- Regium. And after one day, a south wind sprang up, and on the second day, we came to Pucioa. There we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome, and the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Atlas and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldiers that guarded him.
2: Okay. So at the end of three months, I mean, that's how long it takes before it's time to sail again on the Mediterranean. There's this Alexandrian ship that has actually spent the winter on the island purposefully and uh, had the twin brothers for its figurehead. What's that talking about? Wouldn't that be Rome, Romulus, and
0: Remus?
2: No. Uh, It's actually uh, Castor and Pollux, the twin sons of Zeus, that are like the gods, that are like the protecting gods over this ship or whatever, you know. A lot of times, people will attribute things to like the gods that we know it's really the Lord that is in control of. So that's the ship they're on, and you see where they went, and uh, they they come to to Rome. But on the way, brethren, hear about them. They come to meet them. And kind of escort Paul up back, back up into to Rome, and uh, Paul thanks God and is encouraged by what they do. All right, comments and questions through verse sixteen.
0: Where are all these other places? You don't hear much about them. No, you wouldn't have either if it hadn't been for Luke. They sailed around somewhere and arrived at this. Around, uh, yeah. Arrived at Regium. I assume they sailed like, well, they put in at Syracuse. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know if we even know where those places
0: are, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> they put in at Syracuse. I don't know. Yeah, and then some of the brethren that came to meet them from these places. Yeah.
2: what are are these places places on the way to Rome station about 43 miles from Rome yeah
0: station about 33 miles from Rome
2: so they're kind of meeting him as he goes through there and uh, you know escorting him up to Rome (coughs) other thoughts Cameron
3: kind of I kind of wonder what the guard that's guarding him is thinking because one place he's like shipwrecking and they're thinking he's a god then he goes up to another place and people in Rome which he's probably never been to before are greeting him and um bringing him in and escorting him he's like who is this guy he must be like popular yeah (laughs) he is popular
2: yeah, you probably don't have prisoners that get escorted in like <laughs> that. <they
3: are.
0: laughs> or prisoners that can heal diseases. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or survive snake bite and shit. Mm. Right. That's true. Yes. Other thoughts? Seventeen to twenty-two.
0: And it happened that after three days he called together those who were the leading men of the Jews and when when they had come (coughs) back, he began saying to them, Brethren, though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. And when they had examined me, they were willing to release me because there was no ground for putting me to death. But when the Jews objected, I was forced to appeal to Caesar, not that I had any accusation against my nation. For this reason, therefore, I requested to see you and to speak with you, for I am wearing this chain for the sake of the hope of Israel. And they said to them, We have neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren come here and reported or spoken anything bad about you. But we desire to hear from you what your views are for concerning this sect. It is known to us that it is spoken against everywhere. Right, so paul
2: been there for three days. He calls the leading Jews together and basically says, Look... I haven't really done anything against our nation and yet I was made a prisoner and all these things happened. I had to appease Caesar and therefore I wanted to see you and talk to you because he says in verse 20, I am wearing this chain for the sake of the hope of Israel. Now you understand this chain, we don't mean a chain necklace, I'm about to tell you he's in prison. He's in prison, why? For the hope of Israel. For the fulfillment of the promises that God made to His people, a theme Paul's had in his sermons at other times. And uh, what do these Jews around Rome say to Paul? What do they, you know, kind of information do they have on him? You know they've not gotten any communication from the Jews in Judea. And nobody's come and said anything. But the movement you're a part of, this sect that you're associated with, what do they say about it?
3: It's
2: against us. Yeah, it's got a bad reputation. They're willing to listen, but but everybody's talking bad about this uh, religion, this teaching. That Paul is is giving, wouldn't that be discouraging? Kind of take the wind out of yourselves. We don't—we haven't heard anything, but we sure have heard about this this religion of yours. Everybody speaks against it.
5: At least they're willing to listen to it. But they are willing to listen, which says something. Just a lot better than a lot of places.
2: Yes, you're right. At least
5: they'll listen before they kill them. Well,
2: I've had that in a while. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. All right, comments and questions on that?
3: Paul sure does what in the Old Testament God said to when you're going to court or whatever and to meet with your uh, adversary adversary, and to make friends with him before. And Paul sure did that here. He's like, well, the Jews are getting me to this. I'll go talk to him."
2: yes why do you suppose he wants to talk to them so much too? teach them absolutely everywhere Paul went in prison, out of prison he teaches the word and usually anywhere he goes he tries to teach first the
3: Jews
2: and then the Gentiles this is a part of his pattern it doesn't matter that he's imprisoned or he's, he's you know, incarcerated He's under chain he still has the same method you know, let's get the Jews together and I'll teach them then I'll teach the Gentiles. You know, again, Paul is never off-duty. Doesn't make any difference in the situation. He's still got the same mission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. What was that passage that Cameron was referring to? It's
3: like somewhere in Deuteronomy or
1: something. What, what was it again? Where to uh,
3: meet your adversaries before
0: you
2: go to court. Oh, yeah, like uh, Luke 12, 58. Somewhere in the yeah, 12, 58, 59. Okay, thanks. Oh.
5: Anything, Anything else? It interesting he, to see that before you go to court, you meet with your lawyer first. Paul had his lawyer. No. <laughs> you know, he was always meeting with his lawyer.
0: That's true. Great. And he, he really didn't even try to convince him that he was innocent. I mean, he was not uh, he wasn't like, you need to release me right away. <laughs>
2: it's not a personal defense.
0: Right. Teaching the gospel. Why do you think that is? Because he had seemed
5: to, I mean, even he didn't seem to defend himself being in prison. Like, like Chris said, it was just the fact he didn't even say, let me go.
2: Well, he's not talking to people who could have let him go. He's talking to the Jews.
5: Well, true, but I'm saying he didn't like seem to say, well, I'm here and I shouldn't be here. And you know, but With other people, he, he seemed to do that. Uh, at least even with the Jews, he said, "You know, I'm not supposed to be here, I've done anything wrong. Um, could it be because... I mean, because... Well, no, that would make sense anyway.
0: Okay. They had not received any letters concerning him. So the
2: Jews in Jerusalem hadn't written the Jews in Rome bad-mouthing him. Hmm. Which is interesting. They gone to great lengths at certain places to
0: maybe pursue her. Maybe they were keeping track of the ship. She <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: Never recovered.
0: But it's interesting too that Paul had letters with him on his way to uh, Damascus. That's true. For some. That's true. He did. the people now they're wanting to see letters concerning Paul. Yeah. From the Jews. Yeah that didn't
2: like him. Very good. Other thoughts? All right, how about 23 to the end of the chapter?
1: So when they had appointed him a, a day, many came to him at his lodging. There he <coughs> explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, from both the law of Moses and the prophets, from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. Uh, The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, Hearing Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. Therefore let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And when he, and when he had said these words, the Jews departed, and had a great dispute among themselves. Then Paul dwelt... Two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him.
2: Okay. So they come up with the time for Paul to talk to the Jews, and he does. And what does he tell them about? The
0: kingdom of God.
2: Yes. Same thing we've been looking at from even chapter 1. It tells them about the kingdom of God, about the things about Jesus, preaches from the law and the prophets to show them that Jesus and the kingdom are the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises. And what was the result of his preaching? Arguments. Yeah, division. Some are persuaded, some do not believe. That's always the result of the preaching, it seems. The gospel exposes people's true character. And so Paul warned them in the words of Isaiah about having a hard heart stopping up their ears, closing their eyes. And uh, that's, that's kind of the final judgment in the book of Acts on this Jewish rejection of the gospel. And so when the Jews again reject the gospel here, what is Paul's method? What does he do? Teaching the Gentiles. exactly it's what he's done in other places the Jew first and then the Gentiles and uh, he's got his own rented quarters you find in verse 30 and he welcomes everybody who comes to him for two full years now I wonder why Luke stops after two full years of Paul being in this situation why that stops
0: Luke probably left
2: could be
1: Got could be, could be. What Cameron say? He got
4: killed. Oh. I mean, that was like where it had progressed in time up to the point, like Luke wrote it at the end of these two years, and so.
2: That's, that's what, what I think. It's probably not the favorite idea of the commentators, but I think the book finally caught up to the events that it was tell- telling about, and you know that's when he wrote. We've all been in prison now for two years, and so that's where we end this. That, that's what I think is the best explanation. And But notice, you know, this is such an important statement. In verse 30 and 31, He stayed two full years in his own rented quarters and was welcoming all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness, unhindered. Isn't that impressive? right in the middle of Rome, Paul for two years preaches the gospel in an open, unhindered way. Preaches about the kingdom of God. Now that's exactly the kind of preaching we need to have. Bold and unhindered. That word unhindered is a very unusual word. We rarely find that in any other literature. It's It's a word that draws attention to itself. But the point is, this, God, this book of Acts is a story of the gospel conquering, the gospels, uh, you know, on the, on the march, the victory of the gospel. We started out in the very beginning of the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, with the Lord speaking about the kingdom of God, and, uh, you know, uh, that, that's, that's the theme uh, that, that he's uh, speaking of and that they're supposed to go and preach everywhere and now what do we find has happened by the time we come to the end of the book he's preaching the kingdom of God doing the very same thing but now with all openness unhindered so the gospel in the book of Acts has triumphed and has even invaded the capital city of Rome
1: comments and questions now did well, okay like did Luke write this as it was going on or did it all happen and you just I mean did he I write think he Luke? wrote this uh, probably
2: shortly before he wrote the end of this about uh, two years into Paul's imprisonment
1: okay after like because when he's yeah. saying okay so like when it says we sailed from it he wasn't actually writing as he was sailing no I would say uh, he's okay. writing
0: after the fact telling what had happened which was he has good memories the way most of history would have been correct. absolutely okay. yeah. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because well, he may have had a good memory, or
2: or Notes. yeah. Who's to say Luke had written a diary? Yeah, you kept
1: know, a diary and Yeah, kept some gutters kind of uh, Yeah, yeah. Probably had some on his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's well. That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so you think they're in verse? So in between 29 and 30, I mean, you think just. There's nothing important enough having to write anything between... and Because it seems like it kind of just... He's like, yeah, and then two years pass. And, I mean... Well, you know,
2: how do you write this if you're Luke? You're selective. Mm-hmm. You write the things that are contributing to your purpose. And this pretty much takes up a papyrus role. You can't just write everything you might want to.
0: Mm-hmm. And doesn't it cover... 20 years or what? what oh, more than that, know? yeah.
2: 35 years, 30 years or so. Yeah, so see The book of access? Yeah. yeah oh, hasn't oh, never thought of that either. So we've been passing some time so periods two earlier. Two years is really nothing. Yeah, well,
5: he just sense. happens okay. to mention that gap, whereas in oh, other places okay. it goes. He said in Ephesus for three, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah there's a few of them we mentioned. And, then, well, Paul was, like, out of the picture shortly after his conversion for several years. Okay. Yeah, I have a lack of knowledge on that. On the reasons, so. no, I don't know that I do either. I just <laughs> saw the timeline somewhere and I yeah. couldn't remember what it was. Oh, okay. In 33...
2: Yeah, 30, 33 to uh, early 60s, early mid-60s. Oh, really? 60s. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. So, okay. was Caesar kind of busy or what? I mean, he went to Rome! <laughs> To see Caesar. That's true. Yeah. And isn't there two years and not a thing mentioned about Caesar? Sounds like our courts, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so what, do you get a continuance? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, off
5: the hearing, you off the hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if well, so he was, you had to wait a year and a half or two years or what to see Felix. Well, he didn't even get to see Felix.
2: Well, well, no, he saw Felix.
5: Felix just left well, him in jail. Right. right. He's left him for two years. So, I mean, you know, why would Caesar more importantly Mm -hmm. Hmm. now this is going beyond biblical history or whatever in views of how what even happened to this and do we even know
2: well i think not everybody agrees with me but i think first timothy and titus were written after he was actually released from this prison and Second Timothy was written after he was re-imprisoned and was probably about to be executed.
5: Okay, so you don't think Second is written here?
2: No, I don't. That uh, the majority would agree with me. That's a, those are debated issues, but but I think First, and Se- First Timothy and Titus after he was released, and Second Timothy in his second Roman imprisonment.
5: I haven't heard. I think it's Titus 1.5, where he said something about ministry at Crete. Yeah, I have anything about how to ministry at Crete? And we have, I've heard that, and so that obviously means he was releasing, you went know, on like a fourth missionary journey or something. And then he ended up being in Spain, or I've heard a bunch of different things. I just don't know what's the truth. Either.
2: Well, read 1st and 2nd Timothy and Titus. Jot down some things about what he says, and see if you can match them up with anything we know about him before uh, he was in prison. That, I think that may be as easy as anything to do. And that's really the question. We don't have like these books didn't come with a date. <laughs> so we're just trying to match them up. And when we read 1st and 2nd Timothy and Titus they don't seem to match very well with this first imprisonment or before the first imprisonment. So it seems
1: more reasonable to take these as, you know. Does he say something saying it to me through that would Lead you to believe he was in jail? or Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm about to die. No, oh, well, okay, verse 8 ones. does say, Nerme is in prison. Well, yeah. 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 And I mean, the whole book is talking
5: about Timothy, come quickly, because I'm, I'm
1: about gone. Wouldn't prove he was in jail, necessarily, but I think. Mean, he least yeah. 2 Timothy one eight is a good passage. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about verse 8. Okay. All right. Other questions or comments
2: on the book of Acts? That's pretty cool. Got through that thing. I never say like an accent. When I was hearing.